Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 13th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm chipper. We're recording early, so we both have a little bit of pep, a little bit of zip on the ball. Um, I'm doing well. Hey, I saw they canceled the White Sox game preemptively. Is that accurate? Did they pull a slugger oh, like yeah. preemptive ball in hand? I was like, you know, to be you. fair, it rained quite a bit. <laughs> oh, it did after it came, after they made the preemptive call. They did. I texted preempt preempt the call. They were very PGA tour like in their uh, in their preemptive call. They, right. It could have been it could have been because of the uh, the uh, the video of of John Cusack being accosted for his tool panda. That was a weird video. I didn't I didn't like get that. But I, I texted you. Like this is why September's the best month. October doesn't make exactly. the cut. You got pre you got, you know, rainouts. That doesn't happen in September. It's too nice, right? Honestly, I I think it rained like one time in all of all of I September. Know. It was incredible. It was it was a great September stretch here in in Chicago. Early October is a great time here also. But um yeah, you get the chance of just heavy rains. Heavy rains once October hits. Everything starts to to down downward spiral. You get a lot of nice days, but you also get a lot of rain. Hey, can I make a, a larger point? I think this may go into our first news item because we're talking about the baseball playoffs. You saw, like uh, I guess it would have been Monday night, the ground rule double, the sketchy one at Red Sox. It bounced off the mm-hmm. wall, hit off the guy. Um, I just think like so we're t- traditionally pretty hard on golf here. Like, I'm not sure golf has, like, the hardest, most, the worst rules. Like, every sport, I think we always, every sports people just bitch about the rules. I watch every college football Saturday, and there's these, like, ambiguous targeting rules, and it's horrible, and these guys are out all of a sudden on this kind of, tick, you know, total ambiguous judgment call. targeting rules. Pass Maybe, interference like, is a complete disaster. Head. Pass interference is a complete disaster. The Browns should be, you know, four and one, if oh, not for God. pass interference. These ground rule double, they were looking in the book for rule 205 slash parentheses A dash C. Can, can I All talk the rules about suck. I think we're too hard on the golf rules. I think I'm coming around. Go ahead. You know what my favorite thing about the ground rule double is? Is yeah. when the outfielder runs up with his hands up in the air. How you yeah. have to put your hands up in the air. It obviously happens a lot in Chicago because of the ivy yeah. on the wall. Yeah. You know, the yeah. ball gets... But their trade, if the ball's in the ivy, just raise your hands immediately. <laughs> and then you just see the outfielder running with his back to the camera with his hands up. I, I just love... That that ceremonial aspect of the ground rule double. I just think like golf rules have a bad rep. Like they just get so everybody in general sport like thinks they're so awful. Oh, and get out of here! Like I don't know. They're, I mean, we're already seeing this NBA. It looks like you're not gonna be able to kick your legs out, which is good. Like they're calling that oh, in the preseason great. on the threes. Like every sport, I think, just has a lot of sort of ambiguous and also 
really ticky tack. Can rules. I go on and a James Harden? Are, can I go on a James Harden rant you can. real quick? It's your podcast. You can do whatever we want. We have no bosses on this. This Go is ahead. like one of my pet peeves is people like the general public being like, oh, James Harden, he's not going to be able to score anymore. They aren't calling this fo- the fouls. The guy is like maybe the, the greatest <laughs> offensive genius in the in the history of the NBA. Oh, God. Like, You're going he utilizes the rules to his advantage, and that's great offense. That is like tremendous. It can be frustrating to watch. It can be awful to watch, but it's just like – genius it's he's a brilliant he's a magician he's still going to be great at scoring i know it's not the best to watch but you just have to sit back and say god the guy just gets buckets also while we're on the subject the college basketball stands are the maybe the i'm a huge college basketball fan but the most ignorant statement in the world is that the nba doesn't play any defense no <laughs> These are just the best players in the say world. That a lot now? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, I hate the NBA because they don't play any defense. No, these are the best defensive players and the best offensive players in the world. And sometimes guys are so good at offense that you can't play defense. Like you cannot stop them. Everybody who's ever played pickup basketball understands this. Sometimes you play against a guy that's just flat out better than you. And you can you can play the best defense of the world, and he just hits shots. That's the NBA. The NBA is full of guys like they're all kinds of all Americans that can't hack it in the NBA because they aren't good enough. Yeah. And the thing, the reality is, is the offense is so freaking good. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful form of basketball there is. So all those people, anybody here that listens to this and thinks, oh, the NBA doesn't play defense. No, it's the offense is that much better. All right, end of rant. All right. I think, you know, the issue that comes in with the Harden thing you're talking about is utilizing the rules versus like well, what's going on the line be shady and sketchy and what's breaking the rules, like a Patrick Reed type, pushing down the grass. Listen. When you're dropped, you're unpl- what's embedded or taking relief from a swing that you said you I th- would take and then immediately like you pull, now you have a three wood. What was it, like a little pitch out is like a three wood hack from your new line. Like there's a lot I of utilizing. There's a I think it's more line there. But- it's more having a grandstand in the back and artfully hitting a bank shot off the grandstand to, to a couple feet when he's in the trees. That's what I think that Harden's for. Like, it's not, to, you know, he, he's not being cavalier about the rules. He's using the rules. He's using those grandstands. He's open. The bank's open. He's using the bank shot. While we're on the subject of rules and regulations and those stretching the regulate, well, let's just go straight to news. This is a professional segue, a professional this podcast. Is- uh, the, the driver limit. This is the big breaking news Tuesday morning. The, the shaft length has been reduced. Um, you know, I, I've read several articles. The USGA made an announcement. They're reducing the maximum shaft length from 48 inches to 46 inches. It's um, not a hard and fast rule. It's a local rule, not a local rule. So it's not a, not a you know, uh, I don't know, authoritative, uh, you know, they Mandate. are trying to take take away yards from the twenty handicap. Why are you trying to make it so yeah. hard for the twenty? Oh, go go right. swing a forty eight inch driver twenty handicap. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> so it's a model local rule, but it, they've already indicated Thomas Pagel, USGA's Thomas Pagel, senior director or senior managing director of governance, and that's got to be just exhausting to say that all the time. Uh, it's going to apply to all fourteen USGA championships. So I think. 
The others will follow suit, but maybe you never know. The PGA Tour sometimes is a wild, wild west when it comes to actually keeping their eye on the on the equipment. What's happening out there? Uh, Augusta National, others declined comment. PGA of America declined comment. So we're going from 48 to 46. Phil will presumably flip his shit. Maybe he puts the thumb on the scale with Pontevedra. Maybe he says, like, you know, that's fine. We'll adjust it. I don't think, we'll he, I don't it. think they, they're, they're being that hospitable towards Phil these days. Yeah. I, yeah. I was wondering. I, <laughs> I think Pontevedra's come out a little and basically fed up, fed declared up. war. I know. You remember what one thing that flew under the radar that just remember when Grayson Murray had his thing like I've never gotten you know assistance I've had alcoholism I've had issues he tweeted that out I think he's deleted his account or deleted the tweet but Phil like responded and like just took an absolute baseball bat to the tour like they've never done it's a horrible organization do you remember that it's mm-hmm. sort of been forgotten and flew under the radar but it was like. Phil and it's ongoing Saudi stuff and the PGL and like all this stuff. It was kind of unbelievable. I think that's been left under the radar. Anyways, Phil will be pissed about this. He'll try to say the tour shouldn't adopt it. I imagine Bryson. I think Bryson was more open to it. He'd already kind of tinkered with he something. He already realized was it wasn't it wasn't going to work for him. But Phil won with forty seven and a half inches at PGA, uh, so that wouldn't have worked uh, if so they were adopted. Bry- Bryson turned the stone over. Looked under there, then dropped the stone back to where it was sitting. It makes sense, right? I mean, this is kind of what we what should have happened in like 2003 or whatever with the ball. I, I liked Pagel's quotes. He goes, "You know, it, it, this is a proactive measure. It will be harder if we don't if we wait. It will be harder to implement. We feel like this is an easier time to do it." You saw more pl- players experimenting. I would say governing bodies have been accused in the past of being reactive. This is from a Mike Johnson article on golf diet, been reactive. And this was an opportunity for us to be proactive and cap something that is going to have a really small impact as far as a number of individuals. Had we waited, I think the change would have been that much harder. I think that makes sense. You know what this rule was by the USGA? What? It was an attack on Canada. What does that mean? Brooke Henderson's used a 48-inch driver her entire career. This is an attack on Canada. So I haven't looked into it, but, like, what happens to Big John Thompson? Does he get, like, a special exemption? Like, the guy's 6'9". He's got to get a special exemption, right? Does he use a longer driver? Yeah. He was he was going nuts with Phil. He was brothers in arms with Phil, and Phil was having his tweet storm. He's like, What? This is preposterous. He has to use one that's over 46. I don't know. Big John might be have to <laughs> might find be a out new of, tour. Out of call. Might, might have to go back to coaching hoops. I don't know. Um, so it's it's a it's a sensible rule, right? It's the it's it's the start of maybe hopefully more containment on on the distance at the highest level. We'll see. No? We'll see this. We'll see. Who could say? Hopefully, I mean. It's ridiculous. I mean, just think about what Bryson just did to Whistling Straits. It's a modern golf course. Yeah. Driving the green, drive, cutting did. the corner on five or whatever it was, cutting the yeah, these are five. These are 400-yard yeah. holes that he's rendering drivable. <laughs> that doesn't just, it just, it's only, it's only going to get longer. Bryson's tomorrow's regular. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So, hey, makes sense. You're fine with it, right? I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see Phil 
seems like he goes nuts. I don't know. Seems like more is coming. We're committed to our desire to stop the cycle of increased hitting distances. We have the long-term health of the game in mind. How is the game healthy 20, 50, 100 years from now? Which we've heard Mike Quan say, you know, 25,000 times in every interview he gives. I'm thinking about the game 50 years from now. So we'll see. That seems to be the, the line that they're given. Uh, and they're committed to it. So we're on board with this. We'll see. We'll see if the local rule is adopted. It will be in play at Brookline and elsewhere. So, all right. What? I mean, real talk. Like, should Brooke Henderson get an exemption too, or did she no. accept? Like, this is the anchor guys who came up anchoring their whole lives, and that's how they learned to putt. They didn't go to it as a crutch. Well, she's got to figure out, right? She'll. I, you know what? Under. Let me tell you something. These are the best players in the world. They'll figure it out. They make yeah. changes like this all the time. They go from 45 to 44. They go from 13 degrees aloft in their three-wood to 15 degrees aloft in their three-wood. They change their wedge setup all the time. They play at altitude. They don't play at altitude. Guess what? They're really freaking good at golf, and they can figure it out. And they have more they technology can figure than anything ever out. to tell them exactly what every ball is doing right every exactly just like so. if you uh if you change the golf balls you don't need to worry about the best players in the world the best amateurs of the world the best juniors of the world they'll figure it out yep yep all right while we're on news let's keep going through news uh the little nugget hidden in a rex hoggard item i believe on monday afternoon <laughs> the players championship purse is going to $20 million. It's a $5 million increase from 15 to 20. It's unfreaking believable. Now we know why the website doesn't work that often. The app doesn't work that often. Why they can only hire like part-time social producers and part-time people for like the KFT. I don't know. I get it. It's not a criticism of what they're they're trying to keep their guy. The entire existence of their tour is under attack or maybe not as much so but is threatened for sure from these insurgent sort of proposals um, elsewhere across the pond, PGL, whatever, Saudi golf league. So I get it. I get it. It's, it's a little grotesque that it's 20 million for the players. It sort of only amplifies that this is like, it's a big event in for the most sort of contrived forced reasons. You know what I mean? Um, But I don't know. It, it, it's 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 too much money. Again, I I, I can't. I, I understand the move though from a business perspective and trying to establish their. It's the same thing they did. This the is, same reason. This is the the Evian playbook. <laughs> Except nobody's going to be at the sleep at the wheel like they were at Evian. Like it's not going to let that happen. They're going to you know pay your way into the fifth major. So this is not going to happen. Um, my my favorite although was the Chevron 50, just the fifty thousand uh, dollar uh, participation bonus of this report. Oh, just for going to fifteen events? Yeah. I mean, what is that lunch? Is that lunch grand. in Jupiter for some of those guys? Right. I think it's well. I think it's just like this is like the the you know we always talk about how it's a union. This is for the bottom. This is for the bottom feeders. This is a hey. We know you will you're be getting out there. A minimum salary. <laughs> we know you're out there, and this is going to cover your travel. It's like fifty grand is going to cover travel to fifteen events. Well, 
depends. Maybe some guys go wild with it. All Maybe right, let's just say live, live let's just lavishly, say it's three, try to fly private for one time a year. And they, no, they spend three it. grand three grand a week. That seems sensible on on uh, hotel and uh, and airfare for a connect them with a good tour. RV guy if they want to cut corners on that too. We got a good RV guy. Go ahead. I don't know if he was really a good RV guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my, my one encounter no. with him, I, I no. don't know if I'd really put him in the good guy camp. He's, but. He's, he wasn't. He was an ashtray. He smelled like it was. Yeah, had some opinions, <laughs> had some takes on some things. But yeah, that yeah, maybe we don't have a good RV guy. All right, what are we going to say? We can it was a mediocre a RV, <laughs> mediocre RV from a rather questionable guy. <laughs> But um, anyways, the uh, the yeah, you figure like three grand is a is a sensible travel budget. Fifteen events, that's forty five k right there. Look at that yeah. math. Look at that on the fly math. That's pretty good. Good job, Andy. Three grand seems what do you not mean? enough. Maybe why your one person flight? Say this four hundred bucks. Okay. Right. Four hundred bucks right there. Right. And the cover that's all this is. It's a travel stipend. They're just making it out to seem like it isn't. They're just paying the travel of their tour. This is geared this is just aimed at number one hundred to one seventy five. This is a hey, we're brothers in arms here. The pip this is a response to the pip. Really? But that doesn't seem advisable. Aren't shouldn't they just be catering to the top twenty five that could just no, this cut is their tour they have if they to left? They can't have mutiny at the bottom ranks. This is a union, Why? Brandon. It's a union. They got to seem like this is a this is throwing the guys a bone, making it be an outward appearance that they care about the bottom the bottom feeders. This is the this is for JJ Henry. It's a half bottle of wine for Phil. It's unbelievable, you know? It's a glass of wine. Interesting. All right, if that's your reading for it, I I I, I yeah, that makes what sense. Else would, makes sense. What else would it be? There's nothing it's else. It's an odd thing. Right. It's, it's just right. throwing a bone to the guys that are, never have a chance at Pip. They probably were pissed off. They're, I, I guarantee a lot of guys like Roger Sloan were mad about um, the Pip thing. Peter, Peppy Peter, probably yeah. mad about Pip. You know, The said, whole Adam Shank could, lineup, the yeah. Shank lineup, which you got great feedback from. I put that up on Instagram. Not to be, you know, mean spirited about it, but I just tell you, we follow this game as close as possible. Our listeners are probably in the top ninety-nine percentile, and I'm getting DMs from accomplished golfers guessing Ron, say like multiple guesses. Ron, I think Taylor Pendrith was the one that threw most, and Adam Long, the other Adam, threw the most people for a loop. So, anyways, you're right. This is for that 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 collective, the JJ Henry, that kind of. Group. This is their pip. Yep. All right. All right. I saw some oh, some tweet about Tiger's going to win the pip. I don't know who had it. I apologize yeah. for crediting eight he million. He's going to win it. Yeah, I, I know totally. There's a freaking TMZ video of him taking one step, one step, and people freaked out. Like he can actually walk. It's interesting. All right, continue with news. Jair Smith is catnip carnival playing for the Elon Invitational, Phoenix Invitational, Alamance Country Club in Burlington, North Carolina. It is a uh, team event of, I don't know what this conference is nowadays. What is this? Like the America East? Probably not. It's Colonial Athletic? There's, it's a mi- mishmash 
I see UNC's involved, at least one player from UNC. But, you know, North Carolina A&T is, is J.R. Smith's group. Elon, you got Greensboro, LaSalle, Temple, that kind of that kind of uh, college event. J.R. Smith opened with an 81. He shot a 78 on his second uh, afternoon round. He's now three over through five, stepped in a bee's nest. Apparently had the medical cart come out because he stepped in a bee's nest trying to get, find his ball somewhere in the pine straw. All these groups are playing through. Uh He's going to finish near DFL, maybe not DFL. Do you have any like critique of this? We had a pu- couple people trying to get us worked up. Like we need to have angry takes about this. What? But I don't think I agree. I think this I is don't... like tremendous. This is amazing. I started yeah. to think about other NBA players that could go back and play golf that are golf nuts. Like Ray Allen is a golf nut. I don't know if he finished his degree. He's got a maybe a year or two of eligibility left, probably. Right? Maybe. Part of this is J.R. Smith and the character and the absolute. But Andre Iguodala, Andre Iguodala has uh, three years eligibility. He only played his freshman year at Arizona. Loves golf. Like you know, there are these guys. I think this is so cool. It's so awesome. All right, there's there's a lot of layers to this. Obviously, J.R. Smith was a character in the NBA. Tying pe- other players' shoes together at the free throw line was probably my favorite J.R. Smith moment. Um, then, then, like you know, the 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 obviously the famous LeBron meme when he called what was it, he yeah. called timeout coming across. The, yeah, the championship the parade. Court. Yeah, championship uh, parade. The shirtless, you know, week of yeah. his life is great. I mean, a year ago. He was winning an NBA championship. This is a great thing for golf, and just in general. Wild. Yeah. So he's and he's coming back. He came straight out of high school, so he's got four years of eligibility for anybody that's been living under a rock. And this is just awesome. This is a great, great thing. Like he's going back to school to get his degree. His twi- Twitter's been amazing, tweeting about class. He is notoriously a guy that smoked a lot of weed. You know, this is, this is one of the things that he was known for in the NBA. And, you know, you can tell that probably some of these these tweets come when he's, he's stoned. But, you know, oh, he's God. playing golf. I know folks who've played and caddied with them in the Cleveland area, and I, I, I believe that was an element of the loop, I, if, I'm, if I'm, yeah, not mistaken. That, that was a he's, part of the loop. But he's going back and he's playing a college sport and he's playing this college sport bringing, you know, um, it, you know, this is a greater great. sports story, you know, and anytime golf gets thrust into a greater limelight, you can say, you could be like, this is the wrong reasons or whatever. But like, there's the famous adage, any, any press is good press. And I don't see how there is a negative connotation to the storyline. It's yeah. a NBA champion. A guy that's won multiple NBA championships going back to college and playing college golf with a bunch of 18-year-olds. Like, it's so cool. Fairly drove his Bentley to the the event yesterday. I love it. It's this guy. He's like 6'7". He's with these, like, 18-year-old pipsqueaks, you know, little (laughs) Billy and Johnny. And it's unbelievable. It, it, it's that's what the image that cracks me up the most. The guy who's like lived a life, seen some things, been on the road in the NBA, and he's like there with you know little Johnny. Uh, it, it's a cool story. I love it. I and you know he's not going to be among the best. He's I don't know if he's good enough. He's he's competent enough to be involved. I, I don't I know. Played, I, I, I played a little D three golf in my time. 
And we like legitimately, my school could not field a fifth guy, a fourth yeah. and a fifth guy you that could break 90. We couldn't right. break 90. Okay. J.R. Smith's shooting 81.78. That's solid. That's not yeah. horrible. Like, right. this is his first college tournament, and he shot 81.78, and he's got, you know, like, that's not bad. No, it's good. It's a good, I, it's, it's not embarrassing. Other favorite thing is that I guarantee he's got custom North Carolina AT clothes that he wears. Oh, like, you mean for a 6'6, six, 6'7 six, six, guy? Like that Grayson pullover he was wearing, I oh, guarantee I the rest it. of the team doesn't have that. Oh, or maybe great. it does. Maybe you think it they does. Have Antigua or something like that. Uh, maybe Carter he's Buck? like bankrolling like the the new team threads. I it bet he got be. there and was like, "We need to upgrade this shit." He could be. That's it's a. Hey, we'll see. I I love it. I love that he's trying. I love the effort. Like. Putting yourself out there matters too, right? I mean, he may not care what people think, but I love it. I love that he's out there. Well, trying I mean, LeBron. Trying to play golf. Go ahead. LeBron is tweeting about it. Yeah. It's, That's it's the thing. You, you go and you look at Instagram on some of the aggregation accounts, and you see like all the players in the NBA are commenting, like Kyle yeah. Lowry. Like they're all commenting. They're all yeah. engaged. Like this is good. This is good for golf. It's, it yep. reaches a whole new audience, and it, it exposes, like, J.R. Smith is going back to college and playing golf. And, and this is, I would love, I'd love if there was, like, a team full of former NBA players that have eligibility left. That becomes, like, a thing. J.R. Smith trailblazes a team full of former NBA players that they I fly saw- private to every event on their own dime. <laughs> So Yankis was working, posting videos with Dwayne Wade the other day. Like guys are getting into it. I, I, LeBron, who's never played golf, I know has like expressed interest in like trying to get understand it and play, which would be amazing. You know, it, it'd be good. To, it'd be get, great to see the see the real goat take him to the woodshed. Oh God, get on the golf course too. We saw just the like real you would goat in, up in Wisconsin. Uh, he's got that auto flex shaft. I don't think he gets his backswing above like his hip these days. Right, he was like Smoke, a quick smoking a quick stogie, seven fifteen a.m. in Sheboygan. He's got a stogie and a coffee cup full of something. All right, let's go on to our schedule for the week. Speaking of hey, coffee, one cup, other one other thing. What that you know, real talk about this event. Elon is stacked. They're thirty-two under. The next closest team sixteen under. Appalachian State, and then Elon B is in third at twelve under. Well, that's the thing. Isn't Elon some like? School that's for all the fancy kids from the East Coast, Northeast, all the well-to-do kids. I think Elon's popped in the last like 15, 20 years. Kids from like New York, D.C., Boston. I, I want to say like when we were coming up, I don't know what the anal- analogous like Miami. I, I, I don't know. But Elon's like become a trendy school for, I don't know, uh, prepster kids from the East Coast. I believe. I believe. I'm old at this point. Don't I haven't been at college counseling office in a while. But uh, don't check me on that. All right. J.R. Smith shot 8378. I said 81 a few times. I thought it was 81. No? No. Well, the golf stat says 83. Oh, okay. All right. He's four over six today. He had a a rough start, you know? That's fine. He got stunned by bees, for God's sakes. He's still playing. He's going on, you know? So if if Jason Day stepped in a bee's nest, he'd be out three months. 
She is. She's going to finish last. It's not. But I think the bee's nest is a lot. You know, is an excuse we could use. Jason Day would be out for four months if that happened. All right, let's go to our schedule for the week. It's brought to you by BixbyCoffee.com. This is a uh, this is a way to support the podcast. You go to BixbyCoffee.com. You can subscribe to the Shotgun Start Blend. You can subscribe to the Westy Island Blend. You can also cop the new pitcher packs. We're seeing those pop up in the wild. Solid, strong, solid. Not solid. Too, too moderate a word. Strong reviews, extremely glowing reviews. People are into them. They say you just throw them in a you know a big pitcher or a mason jar or whatever you got, and you leave. You leave it. You throw it in the fridge. You come back the next day. Come back in a few hours, and you're good to go. There's nothing. It's it's pretty easy. It's convenient. No mess. It's I think it's cheaper than the other blends. We'd appreciate you know if you subscribe to the more expensive ones. But whatever works, whatever floats your boat. So we got three three solid options. Westy Island is more of a medium, the light roast. Uh, SGS blend is more of a medium to dark roast. And now you have the pitcher packs, which is kind of a cold brew and easy solution. Uh, and it's a way to support the podcast. It helps and keep the lights on, I suppose you could say. Listen, we, we've been talking about these pitcher packs for a long time. And we felt like we were, we'd roll it out the perfect time. Right when we get into fall <laughs> cold. You know, for cold brew. Not, not the summer. Let's zig when everybody else is zagging. The idea was to put these out in April, I think, around the Masters. And here we are, October. So we got them out just at the perfect time, right when the weather's turning. Everybody (laughs) wants cold coffee now, and that's what we're doing. But listen, I make cold brew. I've obviously posted the video of my cold brew recipe. These pitcher packs are delightful because they're easy. I, I have a, I'm a father now. I, I don't have as much time. Like cold brew is a pain, you know, sometimes to make. It's easy to make it, but it, it just is another like 15, 20 minute thing that a lot of times I just wouldn't do this year. And these pitcher packs, I just toss them in, fill it up with water, and then it's good to go the next day. And uh, it's delightful. So maybe I'll post a video, show you how easy this is. To, All right, BixbyCoffee.com. One-time purchases, subscriptions, they're all much appreciated. We're going to try to do more perks for subscribers next year. Maybe an event Maybe. or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's get to our schedule I for the I still have to get people their contest winnings. On I can't even PGA remember t- what the contest was. <laughs> On the PGA Tour, we have the CJ Cup at Summit at sign, not not like like a Twitter at sign. Apparently, this is the feature, official title: CJ Cup at Summit. Uh, and again, the cup is a plaque, as you know. Thursday through Sunday at the Summit Club, but apparently, it's just at Summit in the title. Las Vegas, par 72, 7,400 yards, designed by Tom Fazio. The purse is 9.75 million. The defending champion is Jason Kokrak of Saudi Arabia. Notables in the field, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Abe Answer, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Johnny Vegas, Harris English, Hudson Swafford, Patton Gazire. They're trying to throw me for a loop with Harris Hudson and Patton. And Ricky Fowler made notables, I think, just to mess with us. This is a 5 to 8 p.m. Sponsor exemption, on- Ricky Fowler. He's going to mop up sponsor is that true? exemption. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Let me confirm that. It's, I, I'm looking at it right here. Sponsor exemption. Oh Exemptions went to Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, Gary Woodland, Jason Day, Justin Rose, and international stars Min Kyu Kim and Rasmus Hogard. This is from, oh. uh, I think, Adam Stanley's 
uh, first look on PGAtour.com. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. Ricky, sponsor's exemption. Oh, he's going to just be Mr. Yeah. Sponsor's exemption. No cut event. Not bad. Not bad Arnold Palmer, sponsor's horse. exemption. Oh, you it's know, like an just ambassador, right? Puma makes the shoes for Arnold Palmer. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, can't get into the can't get into the you know premiere events based off all right, all right. based off of merit. To... Go to the sponsors exemption. We don't need to pop Ricky, but it is a no cut event. That's pretty nice. Uh, we know very little about the Summit Club. Let me read from Adam Stanley's article here. It sounds fascinating. <laughs> um, where what I oh it is a layout nestled between the Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area and the Las Vegas Strip. So those are two polar opposites in the world, I would think. The Strip and the Conservation Area. That that, seems diametrically imposed environments. Golfers get an unobstructed view of the Strip, which is what you always want. Views from tee on number six, one of a handful of scorable holes on the front side. The course isn't a typical desert layout. And in fact, it will play more like a lush Parkland course with a desert background that features strong buckering and signature Tom Fazio green complexes. Signature bland Tom Fazio green complex. Can I ask you something? Yeah. What is a typical desert layout, considering that like golf courses generally shouldn't necessarily exist in the desert? At least green We don't golf know courses? what they are, really. Yeah. Because, um, you know, this is something... I, this is a little bit more of a fried egg topic, but right, I'm going to delve right, into it. Here. I'm going to delve into it here. All right, all right. I think the coolest places are the ones that you know look like they have been there forever, right? And sure. this week you're going to see a great juxtaposition. You're going to see this conservation area that's going to be like basically like a national park right next Red to rocks. Not and Red rocks. You're going to then go to this like lush greenscape that looks like you're playing golf in, in Westchester County, New York. And the reality is the place would be so much cooler if it looked like the Red Rocks to, to the right next to it. I, I just was at this place, Boston Golf Club, and I, w- I walked around for a couple of days with the superintendent, and he all he did was point out these like, you know, native plants, how they just do everything to keep invasive plants out of there. And it's one (laughs) of the most unique aesthetic golf courses I've ever seen. And the reality is it's that way because it's all what should be there and nothing else. And that is the, what, what golf courses should look, I think to do is the best way to be unique. The best way to be one of a kind is to actually just allow it to be what it's supposed to be by the area. And this is like the the rub with all these like desert golf courses. Think about how much water they're using. There's a huge water shortage in that part of the country. And this place is lush and green. It's just so irresponsible. I think I saw Shackleford. Yeah, Shackleford aggregated something. Right? Like a million gallons a night sometimes overnight. Palm Desert. Yeah. It's just absurd. Every course, every night, but watering bunkers. It's just no. it's just ridiculous. Watering yeah. bunkers in the desert? What, just to keep it from being too dusty and the you know, mat the sand nice and pure. All right. That hey, all right. The course is questionable. Uh is a member, I believe, or a resident. I think this is a Discovery Land deal, I believe. Uh but it's a good field this time of year. It's an eight PM finish, you know, finish right before Sunday night football. I don't know if that care if you care about that. Uh, relatively speaking, for this time of year, it's not horrendous, 
Rory's no. playing for some unknown reason. I don't think he should be, but whatever. It's it's not a bad bad field or, or a bad event, I would say. Rory's playing because right. it's free cash. <laughs> Seventy grand just to show up. Rory doesn't need money though. He's like Rory is allegedly just cleaning up in investments and off the course. Like part of the why he doesn't need the whole PGL stuff is like he's been very well positioned, doing well for himself off the course, from what I understand. All right. PGA hey, Tour. I, you Go want ahead. three things to watch? Yeah, sure. Give us three things to watch. It's been a while. We got limited <laughs> field event. For good reason. Yeah. You know what that means? What? We're on JT Watch. And Xander Watch. And right? Xander Watch, really. Yeah. Yeah. Could okay. Put, Right. Unfortunately, this is in the country that that limits JT's you know potential. <laughs> really, put was it Jeju Island? Then we're talking a little different. Yeah, Xander might have the edge then. All right, Hogard Rasmus, we get a look at uh, at yeah. you know the Euros' great hope for the Ryder Cup is to come. Rasmus Hogard, one of the t- one of the two Hogards, and uh, he missed the cut last week. He was he was a sponsor last week. He missed the cut last week. See if he does a little better this week. But it'd be neat okay. to see him in the uh, in the in the field. Then uh, Joe Joseph Lemagna in his great newsletter, Finding the Edge, had a really interesting tidbit about Brooksy. Did okay, you see I this? Can't wait. No, I, I have it in my inbox. I, I subscribe. I read it regularly. I have not read this one. I'm, Brooksy I'm now is allegedly. Um, on on the cusp of potentially falling out of the world rankings completely. What does that mean? He hasn't played enough events. He's got some events that are falling off. Let me find exactly the uh, article. For like the two-year whatever? Yes, yeah, so it's like four, 40 events or whatever it is. And they did do some... Um, They did do a kind of like a... Thing for COVID extension, and uh, and and he's still at risk. So here's what he here's what he said. Um, let's see. This is Joe Lamagna. This is good radio. Joe Lo- Joseph Lamagna finding uh, the edge. Um, I don't. They have to create some sort of special rule for him. Like man, I don't. Know, you I can't, can't just have the guy fall out of the 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 world rankings, right? All right. Here's here's what he. he okay. I, I OWGR slipping. Uh, oh, he was wrong. I see that he what? edited it. Oh, he's edited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Previously, I had a section in here about Kefka's OWGR slipping out of the rankings. I was wrong. He likely bef- fall below the forty event minimum, but forty will continue to be his divisor. He won't fall out of the uh, rankings, but okay. he will. It sounds like he will tumble down the rankings a little bit. Yeah, because like he's a tiger below situation. Or what, yeah, yeah. Okay, not a full right. blown tiger. So, situation. all right, you know, my bad. Apologies. Still I a just thing saw to watch. Certainly, still a thing to watch. This Brooksy. is a thing to watch in the fall. Does Brooksy go on Does a plane? People were wondering why he was playing last week. Maybe this is yeah. why. I thought he was there for the Fury Wilder fight, more or less, and then that was a, a nice, you know, excuse to play golf. But all right. Continuing on, not a bad event, the CJ Cup, the CJ Plaque at Summit. All right, PJ Tour champions are scheduled for the week. The SAS Championship in Prestonwood Country Club, Cary, North Carolina, far 7,200 yards, designed by Leon Howard. The purse is $2 million. 
Defending Leon champ is Ernie Ells. Do you know never who that even, is? No, I know, never I heard. Don't either. Defending champ is Ernie Ells. You should hold this place in, in near and dear to your heart and in great esteem. Notables, Ells, Furick, Alex Cheka, Bernhard Lahner, Davis Love III, Duffy Waldorf has made the notables, Stuart Appleby, and Tommy Dockers. Uh, this is whatever, two to five. If you want to really find this, you know, you can go look up when it's on TV. If you really want to watch this, the SAS Championship. On the European Tour, we have the Estrella Dam, N.A., Andalusia, Masters. This is at Valderrama. Val so bad, it's good. Another one of those, so bad, it's good. Like, hitting it, you know, it's so hard. Absolute... <laughs> Just these 10-yard gaps to get through these trees. The cedar uh, trees. Of Valderrama. Uh, it's 3 million euros is the purse. Defending champ is John Catlin. Notables, John Rahm, RCB, Rafael Cabarabeo, Fitzpatrick has made it over. He was in Northwestern recently, Chicago, and he's back in Spain on the on the European tour. David Lipsky. Did you see Will's tweet? Section. Did you, did you no. see Will's tweet about, uh, you know, Pat Goss, great guy, tweeted about, yeah. you know, how great it yeah. was having, having one of the, you know, former, former Wildcat back. Yep. Will tweeted something like, you know, great coaches take years, months, even sometimes weeks to deliver it, like to, you know, develop their yeah. players. <laughs> That was like the week of the return. And they were, you know, they called Brady going to New England like the return. I was like, the real return that week was uh, Fitzy going back to Northwestern. That should have got all the hype and the special title from NBC. So he's in Europe with David Lipsky, no doubt talking about the struggles that are uh, befallen Pat Fitzgerald's team. Uh, uh, hot NFL coach for some reason, everybody said this guy should have bolted, should have gone to the NFL. Maybe he could so get no, that Raiders job now. It's, yeah, it might be open. It is open. Fitzpatrick and Lipsky are followed by Thomas Peters and Thomas Dietrich. So we got the a Illinois Big Ten team. What is Illinois' Big Ten team? Now it looks like we have the Animal Collective, David Horsey, Ryan Fox, Ga- Gaganjeet Bueller, and Laird Shepard. Those are notables for the Valderrama Andalusia Masters. This is Coffee Golf. 8 to 1 on Thursday and Friday, Eastern, 8 a.m. to 1, Saturday, 7.30 to noon on Saturday and Sunday. So good coffee golf, I suppose. If you want to see these guys try to thread the needle through these preposterous bottlenecks at the green, like, it's, it's I don't know. So I've bad always enjoyed I mean. watching this tournament. Um, a couple other notables. Kotsia, Georgie boy. Always a notable here. <laughs> Piss bear. The other Hogard, Nikolai. Nikolai oh, Hogard. Could they do a transcontinental title? Jack Senior. Transatlantic, I should say. All right. Dick Bland, who's playing great golf. Yes. Danny Von Tonter. Trying to get on the PGA Tour. Trying to move to Minnesota or Chicago, I think, himself. I mean, there's... There's a real Kutsia zone, you know, like it's Lori Cantor. Lori Cantor's not in the Kutsia zone. You Hell feel no. like he could get no. in there. He could. Right? He's got to do some work on the Sunshine Tour. He's got to do some work. <laughs> Unbranded Jamie Donaldson. Pablo Larathabal. Larathabal. Yeah, of course. You get some All right, great that's standards a, that's that show up in Big this, Shot this Bob. Swing. Yeah. We haven't heard much from Big Shot Bob recently. Failed at the, the Corn Ferry Finals, right? 
Uh, or did he get through? I can't remember. All right, other tours. Ladies European Tour. Through. We have the Aramco Team Series. This is at Glen Oaks, which you noted on Monday. It's Thursday through Saturday. This will be tape delayed on Golf Channel in early morning hours, I see, from, I don't know, sometime next week. But all the, a lot of notables. Nelly, Lexi, Danielle Kane, Jessica Corda, Gabby Ruffles, Cheyenne Woods, Maja Stark. Uh, good, good group playing this Aramco team series. I don't know what that means. Are they in teams? Apparently, you know, like groups of three, four, they play against each other. If you're in the Long Island, maybe go to Glen Oaks and report from the ground at their Aramco team series on the European challenge tour with the Importa challenge in Importa, Spain. Notables, Matias Schmid, Alex Del Rey, Alfie Plant, Alfie Plant, David Boot, Jacobo Pastor, Victor Pastor, and Angel Hidalgo. And then on the Sunshine Tour, we have the Blue Label Challenge at Gary Player CC in Sun City. Another Ooh. favorite of ours. <laughs> this is Q4 is Gary Player CC, time to shine. I mean, it's like they hold every event. Every other event is Gary Player. The Blue Label Challenge. Notables, Jaco Van Zyl, still trying to make his way back from the Olympics mistake of 2016. Stefan Weirs-Taylor, Rourke Vanderspoy, and Fred Frum. Fred from the Sunshine Tour is playing uh, Gary Player this week. And that's your schedule for the week uh, in this mid-October world of golf. Anything else you got for this episode before we wrap it up? Yeah. Event of the week is oh, yeah. uh, Corn Ferry Tour Q School, second stage. Oh. Starts Happening at starts multiple today. places. No? Starts Tuesday, not Wednesday. Tuesday, the day we're recording, not the day of the episode. A uh, couple, this is at Brooksville, every year host, really, uh, allegedly a pretty good one. Some notables. Florida. Patrick Correct. Flavin, former right. uh, Illinois State Am champ. I did look over the T-sheet yesterday, and there was a lot of notables in there. A lot of familiar Spencer, names. Spencer Levine, Jamie yeah. Lovemark, Baby Walrus, Jack oh. McGuire, who would be a PGA Tour All star. All right, oh, God. For the disgrace the of Aaron Hills. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, let's see. Who else do we got here? Austin Squires. It'd be great to get a squire on the tour to go with the town oh. crier and the prince. Yes. Natural <laughs> fit. He's got to get on. Willie Mack is in this one. Yep. Little Sluman. Trevor Sluman. Oh, okay. I assume that's the son of, of Jeff Sluman. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the nephew, who knows? Jonathan Bird, Matt Ryan, the the football player. No, oh, come on. S- Smiley is in the field. Luke Guthrie, uh, T.K. Kelly, another former Illinois State Am champ, and and Illinois Open champ. Not a lot of guys have done that. Uh, what do you think McClune, Jonathan Bird's career earnings are, and why do you think he's still doing it? Trying a sixteen there. million. 20.2. Oh, I almost said 20. From what I see. Worldwide earnings, 20.2. All right. Alejandro Tosti, former Tosti. Florida star. Yeah. Ian Holt, former uh, Kent State star. Let's see who else is in there. That's about it. Van Holmgren. It's, our it's guy, Van Holmgren. Mike Holmgren. Yeah. yeah, Mike, Mike Holmgren's kid. Yeah. <laughs> the big boy. It's like 6'8". All right. <laughs> That's it. Great, great tea sheet. I was, it's just every group has a, a, a delightful Notable. name or two. Yeah. 
All right. Everyone enjoy your Wednesdays. Enjoy your Friday juniors. We'll be back Friday. We might have a special guest. We might have a guest. We'll see. All right. Talk to you later.